الجزيرة بودكاست. Hey, it's Malika. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to The Take and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear what you think. Is Donald Trump about to be arrested? Former President Trump could soon face criminal charges. Trump's lawyers confirming he's been invited to testify before a Manhattan grand jury. New York law enforcement officials have been making security preparations in case Trump is indicted. Though the former U.S. president has faced a lot of legal issues in his life, he's never been criminally charged. But for the first time, it actually looks like he might be. Even Trump himself thinks so. Former President Donald Trump posted on his Truth social account that he expects to be arrested. If that proves true, it would mark the very first time in U.S. history that a former president has faced criminal charges. So how did the situation get to this point? And what would an indictment mean for Trump's 2024 campaign? I'm Malika Bilal, and this is The Take. At the heart of Donald Trump's potential indictment is what's known as hush money. That's money that's paid to someone to keep them quiet about damaging information. In this case, an alleged affair between Trump and adult film star Stormy Daniels, an allegation that she went public with during the 2016 presidential campaign. And I did not do this because I'm starved for attention. I just wanted to stand up for myself and set the record straight and prove I wasn't lying. I spoke to Al Jazeera's White House correspondent to break it down. My name is Kimberly Helkett, and I've been covering the White House since the first day of the Trump presidency. So, Kimberly, welcome back to The Take. You know better than most just how many investigations of alleged misconduct there have been into the former president. Can you explain what the charges in question are in this particular case? Yeah, in this particular case, former President Donald Trump is accused of falsifying business records. And this is connected to hush money payments that were made during his 2016 presidential campaign. And the allegations are that he tried to silence a former porn star by the name of Stormy Daniels. Stormy Daniels, a successful porn star who said she and Donald Trump had sex once in 2006. Now, he denies that any payment was made by him. He denies any wrongdoing. He says this is a political witch hunt. He claims he didn't know anything about this payment. There is acknowledgement that a payment has been made. We know that his former attorney, Michael Cohen, has already been convicted in connection with this. There's been lawsuits, investigations, and even a guilty verdict handed down to that lawyer, Michael Cohen. So this is where there is now the allegation against the former president. Daniels was given $130,000 by Donald Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen. It's a payment which was allegedly falsified in the Trump Organization's records and could therefore be seen as an improper donation to Trump's 2016 campaign. Essentially, the problem is here is there are very strict uh, campaign finance rules, and a lot of this has to be recorded carefully, so this was not disclosed. 
So that's part of the problem when you're running for president. And the second part is uh, just from a moral standpoint, the seeminess of it all is also in the court of public opinion, a problem for the president as well. When you compare this to the allegations of Trump's role in inciting the January 6th insurrection. Tens of thousands of the president's supporters came to Washington at his request for a protest, a protest that turned into a riot. Election interference in the U.S. state of Georgia or attempting to coerce Ukraine by offering weapons in exchange for politically damaging information about his rival, Joe Biden. Is this the lowest level of alleged criminal activity by Donald Trump? This, in terms of the dozens of allegations against this president, the ones you've named, the ones that haven't been named, Mm -hmm. this is pretty low on the spectrum of charges. There is both a problem for those that are trying to prosecute the president in this, and it's also a plus for Donald Trump. There are pros and cons to this, but there's no question that there are some that are concerned that of all of the charges that Donald Trump could be facing and potentially indicted on, that this is likely to be the weakest of charges and maybe not the best charge to be going after a former president on. Hmm. So then I guess the question is why? Because Donald Trump has been out of office for more than two years. This alleged hush money was paid seven years ago, which now feels like an eternity. When we talk about all those other investigations and allegations that Trump has faced, most of them are more serious. So why does it look like this is the one that might be the first to actually stick? It's a simple charge. It's easy for people to understand. It's also easy to investigate. It has a witness that is willing to talk, Michael Cohen, the former attorney. And so that's why this one is moving forward. The other charges against the president are time-consuming to investigate. They're expensive to investigate. And they're really hard to prove in terms of the legal bar. They involve dozens of people in terms of trying to prove or investigate. It's also harder in the court of public opinion for people to understand. So I think that's why this one is getting the traction. So let's talk logistics. Can you talk about what it would mean to indict a former U.S. president? That's not something we're used to seeing here in the U.S. Now, he's accused of violating state law while in New York in 2016. And New York requires defendants to appear in person to plead guilty or not guilty. So presumably he would fly there from his home in Florida and appear voluntarily. What would that actually look like? Trump in handcuffs? Well, potentially, yes. And this is completely uncharted territory when it comes to covering a president and for the Secret Service Mm -hmm. in protecting a U.S. president. Explain that briefly, the Secret Service part, because he still (laughs) has Secret Service protection, which I'm sure a lot of people don't realize. Exactly. When a person becomes president of the United States, that means you get a security detail for the rest of your life. So if Donald Trump is ultimately convicted, that means that potentially he has a Secret Service agent with him in jail 
at all mm. times. Wow. It, <laughs> the optics are completely hard to imagine. Mm. But not only that, before one could even get there, we have to think about the whole legal process. This is the first time we can even imagine that the Secret Service could be potentially accompanying their protectee, that's Donald Trump, through the criminal justice system. That means if we are potentially going to see a Donald Trump mugshot, we could have the Secret Service right beside him. This has never happened before because we've never had a former president face criminal charges like this. As someone who watches this and follows this, this is your day job. Was the first that we heard about this via Trump posting it on his social media site, or was it already known? Did he break the news by saying that there was a leak? He essentially broke the news. I think that there was some murmuring, but there was a, a sense of disbelief because... Again, this is an extraordinary turn in American history, even the discussion of this. I think that even myself, when I heard it, I was a little bit shocked. Like, we're really going to do this? It does set a dangerous precedent, I believe. Yes, I truly, and now I'm speaking more as a, an individual than as a reporter, I do believe that nobody is above the law, mm -hmm. except when it comes to presidents. <laughs> because yeah. there is a different standard. They have threats on their life. So we have to think carefully about when we charge them. It is different than charging myself or, or anyone else on the street. And mm -hmm. so it has ramifications. And sometimes we don't know how it's going to age. Will it age well? We're not sure. Um, but what my fear is personally, and I know others have articulated this as well, is that this could be weaponized down the road. Mm. It opens the door that uh, the next president, the next former president, rather, uh, currently it's Joe Biden. Could Joe Biden potentially be facing criminal charges? Once that mold is broken, and we've certainly seen Donald Trump do that repeatedly, my fear is that it's going to be easier to do that in the future, and I'm not sure that's going to be the best thing for the country. After the break, what would an indictment mean for Donald Trump, the presidential candidate? Hello, I'm Charles Dance, your narrator for Hindsight, an original podcast by Al Jazeera. We carry on exploring the lives of history's most notable figures, from Rosa Parks to Pol Pot. We meet the people who changed the way we think about our world and those who left it marked by their infamy. Hindsight from Al Jazeera, wherever you get your podcasts. So, Kimberly, all of this is happening in one U.S. state and not the federal level. Correct. For, as we said, a comparatively minor issue. Could it then be seen as a political failure for the Biden administration if the investigations into, let's say, the January 6th insurrection or the mishandling of classified documents, which is another case, if those haven't led to criminal charges and this does? There's no question that there's some hand-wringing going on within the Democratic Party right now. There is fear that this could have blowback because it will only 
allow Donald Trump to continue to play that victim card that has served him so well for so many years. He likes that underdog status. He loves to be the victim and sort of connect with the ordinary man in that way. We have another witch hunt. I mean, they've been attacking the president for about seven years now, and it's been a failed attempt over and over and over. We're sick and tired of politicians. They tell you one thing, they do another. But this man here, you can't buy him. And that's what propelled his campaign back in 2016. And so this could potentially energize his base and maybe those who no longer support him to come back. Okay, now let's talk about the part where you said this could energize his base, because I'm sure there are others who are listening to this thinking, how? (laughs) What would an arrest mean for Trump's movement? I personally think Donald Trump's desire to run for another term in the White House has more to do with a legal strategy than a political one. This is all about trying to protect him legally. It's a lot harder to charge Mm. a sitting president or a person who's running for president. It's not impossible. We certainly know, according to U.S. law, that you charge a president or a person running for president, you can, in fact, even convict someone running for president. We know that felons behind bars have run for president. Mm -hmm. But it will make it more difficult. And so there's no question Uh, Since he's already checked the box of being president one time, what is the point of doing it now? In terms of whether he's indicted this time around, I, I certainly think that it could give fuel to his campaign. But at the same time, he has made so many mistakes that he has lost a lot of supporters. And he doesn't have the momentum this time around that he had in 2016. But, Kimberly, let's say he does win the presidency again in 2024. If he were indicted and later convicted, would he still be able to be president? The answer is yes. Hmm. (laughs) Have you had to do a lot of legal reading in on this to to really cover this story? Incredibly, no. It's it's very simple. The U.S. Hmm. Constitution is very clear on this. There are really only a few stipulations. You have to be 35 years old. You have to be a resident for at least 14 years, and you have to be a natural-born citizen. Mm. Beyond that, uh, the Supreme Court has ruled that Congress can't change the qualifications for president. That means that, while it might be difficult in practical terms for Donald Trump to be president of the United States another time for another term behind bars, it is not impossible. And even potentially from prison, you're saying that's not impossible either. That is not something that is limited by the Constitution. It is not limited by the Constitution. My head cannot wrap around what that would look (laughs) like. Mm -hmm. I I really don't want to try and think about what that might look like. Mm -hmm. But um, I hope we don't have to. Let's just put it that way. Right. I I imagine that would make your job as White House (laughs) correspondent very hard indeed, not to mention the public. Um, So what about his candidacy? Ladies and gentlemen, distinguished guests and my fellow citizens, America's comeback starts right now. Throughout his political career, Donald Trump has 
constantly broken any mold that there is. He has people who he's colloquially, I would say, thrown under the bus, who then come back to him and support him again. Oh, yeah. Do we think that despite all of the things that he is facing right now and the result of the insurrection and how that has left people feeling about his presidency, could he still come back as a real viable candidate? You know, probably yes. Mm. The man never ceases to amaze me. He has this Teflon ability to bounce back uh, much like, uh, you know, water on a hot pan. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> He's been doing it for 40 years. I mean, we can look at just his business dealings from the very early times in New York City, where he had allegations of fraud with his casinos. Just months after it opened, the Taj Mahal missed one of its debt payments, and Trump began looking for a bailout. Trump didn't honor the contracts of over 100 contractors who helped complete the Taj Mahal. All the way till uh, the allegations in the White House, he has never really been held accountable in a meaningful way. And so uh, I think there is a very strong possibility that we could see him in the White House again. But in the race for the 2024 Republican nomination, Kimberly says many in Trump's party would rather have a new face to challenge Joe Biden for the presidency. In terms of the Republican Party, if the president is indicted, this could potentially eliminate him and clear the pathway for other big names like Nikki Haley. The 51-year-old former South Carolina governor touted her background as the daughter of Indian immigrants and played up her diplomatic work as U.N. ambassador in the Trump administration. Or the Florida governor, Ron DeSantis. Florida governor Ron DeSantis, who hasn't yet officially announced he's running. These are things that the Republican Party perhaps would like to see because Donald Trump is a problem for the party. They don't like the drama that he constantly conjures up. And so for the most part, they're done with Donald Trump. They want to move forward and this would solve that problem. But when it comes to the supporters of Donald Trump, that's not necessarily the case. And so that's what Donald Trump is counting on. That's why you saw him going to social media, calling for people to protest around the courthouses in New York, even saying that Tuesday was the day that he suspected he might be arrested. And that's why we've seen security barriers erected around the courthouses in New York and also around the Capitol in Washington in preparation for the anticipation that there could be mass protesting. So, Kimberly, what did these next few days look like for you? Are you on call, waiting? Yes. To see what will happen? Honestly, this brings me back to covering Donald Trump's presidency. It was always a feeling of unease. There was always a feeling that I wasn't sure what was going to happen next, because this is a man that likes to do things differently, has no respect for tradition or decorum. And, you know, we've seen how that's played out, whether it's been 
riot police in Lafayette Park, storming and clashing with protesters. So there's always been this sense of unease, and I feel that same sense right now as I know that the Secret Service is in coordination with the New York City police right now, and they're deciding how to deal with potential crowd control as the president is taking to social media, asking his supporters to protest any potential imminent arrest. It reminds us of January 6th. We will never give up. We will never concede. And after this, we're going to walk down and I'll be there with you. We're going to walk down. We're going to walk down anyone you want. But I think right here, we're going to walk down to the Capitol. So you hold your breath, wondering what's going to happen next. That makes me feel nervous because I'm an American too. And I have children in this country. I live in this country and I want the best for this country. And I'm a reporter, but I'm also an active participant. It's hard sometimes to detach yourself from what's happening. And that's The Take. This episode was produced by Ashish Malhotra and Chloe K. Lee, with Miranda Lynn, Nagin Oliai, Amy Walters, Khalid Sultan, and me, Malika Bilal. Alex Roldan is our sound designer. Adam Abugad and Munira Al-Dosari are our engagement producers. Alexandra Locke is The Take's executive producer, and Ney Alvarez is Al Jazeera's head of audio. We'll be back on Monday.